Hello, hello, hello. Welcome again to uh, another episode of the podcast. Uh, this is Raul here with Michelangelo. Hi, guys. And here with Joey. And I'm actually going to be taking the lead a little bit on this podcast. We are going to be talking about one of my favorite things, which is beer. Oh, Yay! Oh, oh, specifically oh. craft beer. <laughs> um, I brought a few of my favorite beers uh, for us to try, and I want Raul and, and Michelangelo to give us uh, their sensory perceptions of the beer. We're gonna we're gonna smell the beer. We're gonna drink the beer. We're gonna talk about the beer. We're gonna talk about. Uh, they're gonna interview me about beer related things. So um, what I've got. To start us off here is uh, a Belgian-style golden ale called Prankster from North Coast Brewing. Uh, this is one of my favorite Belgian beers. So um, how about we start with a quick cheers, fellas? Oh, right. Oh, wow. Yeah, buddy. You've been drinking for 16 hours straight. <laughs> so let's... Uh, easy there, Turbo. Hey. <laughs> he already wants to drink it. The way that we enjoy craft beers, we smell it first. We talk about what we are smelling. So let's take a, yeah. let's take a whiff. Man. That smells good. Uh, Raul, why don't you start us off? What do you what do you feel like you're picking up on the nose here? It smells a little bit fruity, but I, I don't know if that's just me. Okay. But like an orange juice. Okay, that it's definitely it? citrusy. I get I get lemon. Okay. What else? What else do you guys smell? What about a little banana? Either you guys pick yeah. up banana. I, I smell I, the banana. This is the sweet part banana. of it. But then again, my sense of smell isn't the greatest, so. What about clove? Do either of you guys get clove? No, I do not smell any clove in Take here. Take another whiff, my guy. No, I don't mess with clove. Mm. I hate clove. So one of the characteristics of, of Belgian beers is um, specifically, you know, using a, a Belgian yeast. I'm not exactly sure what strain of yeast is used in this beer, but Belgian years typically, Belgian years, Belgian yeasts typically have, you'll get banana, you'll get clove, you'll even get in some beers, um, like a Hefeweizen, you'll get a little bit of bubble gum. Um, Ooh, yeah. So now that we've smelled it, let's take a, a swig. All right. All right. Hold on. My, Mike's trying to clear his palate real quick. You can drink some water, clear your palate. If you really want to nerd it up, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys get right away? You take that first sip. What's the first flavor that hits your, your palate? Citrus. Citrus for me. A lot of citrus, right? Yeah. yeah. This is very citrus forward beard. Yeah. Cool. It's a... Uh, mm. Almost uh, the banana on the back end. There you go. Now, what do you get when you take a sip? And after you take a sip, I want you to exhale through your nose. This is what's called the retro nasal. Hmm. Just more of the same. I get a little more spice. The the spice. clove really shines through. The banana really shines through. Yeah, no, I actually do finally get the banana on that one. And then, this um, beer has a really good amount of effervescence, and um, it's also very bright, and it finishes really clean and crisp. No, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's actually really, really good. It's one of my favorite beers. Yes. No, I can't. No, the spice for me is not there. Maybe nope. the feeling on the tongue. Okay, that's the effervescence from okay. carbonation. But mm, is it cloves, right? Yeah. No, I, I don't even like cloves. Interesting. No. Well, you don't get that? No, that, that one's really hard to I taste. Think I, I think I kind of do towards the end, uh, but I don't know. If, like I said, it might be just me, but I, I kind of get it at the end. And then the retro nasal, mm -hmm. I get it a little bit more once I exhale. So that, that's a little better. Okay. Yeah, no, cloves for me just reminds me of like Thanksgiving when they're putting the cloves everywhere on the uh, <laughs> And I always say, no, 
No, none of that. Because it always ends up being too strong. Yeah, when, when you bite into like an actual clove, like at fucking Easter dinner or whatever, that's the absolute worst. It is way too overpowering. It's, yeah, it really is. But it's a nice, um, it's a nice profile in this beer because it's very subtle. Okay, yeah, subtleness is good, especially if I can't really pick it up the way that I hate it. Mm-hmm. So if it's good and like, <laughs> it, it's, you know, all together, it's hard to pick up some notes. But I like that it's not like. You can tell it's there. You can tell it's there. It's not, it's not punching it. you in the face, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's not exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. So I like it when it blends. Because then it's like, oh, when you're having a hard time picking it out. To me, I'm just like, okay, it's all together. Definitely. Nice. So, Joey, how did you find this beer? Oh, boy. Um, I had discovered this beer years ago when I first really started getting into craft beer. And um, just a little background on myself, like... I'm borderline obsessive (laughs) about things. So, you know, like when I first discovered craft beer and how amazing it was, uh, I went all out and (laughs) I had to go to all of our local breweries. There was a time when like every weekend I was going to a new, I was like 23. I was going to a different brewery every weekend. And then I, oh, I got yeah, that app, um, Untapped. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I that remember app. that. Yeah, where, you, where you start logging like all the different beers that you've had. You know what's funny is I actually remember you having that and you like every so often posting something about it. Yep. And then yeah. um, I believe I, I discovered it on Untapped and I was like, well, I, I want to try that beer. And the first time I had it was at Disneyland of all places. <laughs> and, really? Uh, yeah. They had it and it was bomb. So speaking of untapped, for all you beer geeks out there, uh, I'm at 1,803 unique different beers. So I, I don't know. What? I would have to. Uh, I've, I've tried a lot. I've been around. <laughs> I completely forgot about that app. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I. You know what? You know what the shitty part is is that in the last year I've just not used it. So I'm pretty sure I'm probably well over 2000 at this point, oh, but I just what? haven't, I haven't been logging beers cause it's just, I don't want to do put forth the effort. Jeez. You probably also don't want to know how many beers you've tried by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably been a lot. I have hundred of those, you know, 500 of those. Oh, I don't I, I could probably pull up how many different IPAs I've had, but I, I won't. Hmm. You I can smell the banana now. Yeah, what's cool about, I mean, what's cool about beer is that it's, and the wine aficionados out there will scoff at me for this, but beer is also a lot like wine. And the temperature at which you consume your beer will uh, affect your experience. So a beer that is served very cold which typically is around 32, 34, maybe 36 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, While we love it because it's cool and it's refreshing, at the same time for certain beer styles, that's also gonna diminish a lot of the aroma and a lot of the flavor that we're gonna get. So that's why if you sit at a bar or at a restaurant with a a good beer, and I mean, unless you're chugging it, if you're sitting there and you're taking your time and you're enjoying it, the beer will evolve over time and as it warms up you'll pick up different flavors and you'll pick up different aromas no that i understand that that that's happened like there's a you know there's those few beers where like i'm especially with like uh, porters and stouts like yes. towards the end and like it starts getting warmer it starts tasting so much better it's and like oh especially oh. with with porters and stouts and even belgians if you you know if you go to total wine or your local bottle shop 
and you purchase something, some beer that you heard of or you're interested in, if you look at the label, it'll actually give you a recommended serving temperature. So for example, this beer, the recommended serving temperature is 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Now we don't have a thermometer, so I don't know what this is at, but, um, well, with how hot it's been, it's probably going to get yeah, to Yeah, this isn't temp. very cold, so I would no. assume it's around there maybe. But, um, mm. yeah, if you really want to get into your beers, it, yeah. you know, get a fridge with a thermometer or something and, and cellar it correctly. You know your temperature. You know you're experiencing it the way the beer is meant yeah. to be enjoyed. And the beer is like Bud Light, Coors, and are usually served really cold, especially with a cold glass mm-hmm. at the bars, just to keep it really cold. So well, cause, I don't think anyone really well, likes those kinds of beers. Though. Those kinds of beers, especially like Bud Light, you have to drink that cold. That's just it, it's crap. It's crap mm. to begin with, but it's crap when it starts getting warm. And so that super, one has to be cold. The super cold temperature hides flaws. And another thing to go back to what you said about the chilled glasses is that any decent beer should not be served in a chilled glass. I mean, it, it's it's super beer nerdy. Uh, to say that, but you you should yeah. not be drinking. A lot of the bars just give you a chilled glass, and you're like, ooh, I a have chilled glass. I'm 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 embarrassed to admit this, but in the past, I have been served a beer. They brought it to me in the bottle, and then brought me a glass straight from the freezer. And I've asked, hey, can I get a, a warm glass, please? Because it affects the the frosted glass affects the temperature of the beer and it actually diminishes a lot of the aroma and it diminishes a lot of the flavor. You're not experiencing the beer the way that the brewer intended you to experience it. That makes sense. So they're they're kind of selling you short. So do you know why the bars are giving out the chilled glasses? Is I do not know meant why. For the, is it meant for the lower end beers? I don't know if it's meant for the lower end beers so much as it's meant as like a, a look at me kind of thing. Like, oh, we're... A, a high class bar. We serve our shitty beer in a chilled glass. You know, yeah. almost like a marketing tactic, if you will. For some reason, that reminds me of the Sub Zero Bar in Vegas. Never been, but <laughs> it's just ice everywhere. Hmm. Interesting. No, I mean, I, I, I can understand that a lot, just because some beers I've had were like I get it in the chilled glass, and then, like you said, you let it sit for a while, and it starts getting warmer and it tastes so much better once it starts getting warmer that i understand so like seeing bars that always always do their chilled glass like okay yeah you guys are yeah you guys are cool yeah yeah thumbs up for you you know but no it makes sense the the whole different temperatures for different beers that that makes a lot of sense uh, I think it's the same thing for wine, isn't it? Different temperatures for America wines? also has a lot of just cold drinks in general. We have ice in almost everything. If you go outside of the United States, they you have to ask actually request ice. It's not normal to have it. Hmm. Well, yeah, like oh, okay. So, in a, a side topic, me going to Europe and getting water, it's never chilled. It's just straight water. It's just straight water, right? Yeah, there's no hmm. ice. Never. It's not normal to yeah. have ice outside of the U.S. Everyone here is used to having cold, cold drinks. Yeah, that's why it becomes that. That's why, like the beer, having the beer so chilled is what everyone's used to, especially with Coors marketing with their cans. The Blue Mountains. Yeah. Trust like, me, I know. When the, when the mountains <laughs> are blue, then yeah. it's good to go. It's like, uh, they, well, yeah, because it's the only way you like the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. <laughs> so, um, Joey, so you used to homebrew. I still do. Oh, you still do. Yeah, buddy. All right. Mm, so, it's been a while, but uh, I still enjoy brewing 
here. If you're still doing it, but we didn't know, that means he's not giving us a beer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I told you earlier, dude, you haven't tried uh, any of my beers since literally the first time I ever homebrewed like five years ago. So Yeah, I got to taste that and the meat. Oh, yeah. yeah I got the, the meat the too. The fucking jet fuel that I made that was like 18% alcohol. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that was awesome. That's what happens when you... So meat is a, is, a, is like a, a watered down honey wine, but when you use cheap yeast like bread yeast, like I did, yeah. uh, the, the the thing with bread yeast is that they eat all of the sugar. And the thing about honey is that it is 100% consumable by Saccharomyces cerevisiae, which is the yeast. And any sugar that is in that solution, they will eat. And I, I made an 18% fucking wine. Oh, yes. <laughs> Holy. Yeah, good times. Yeah, no, it was really good. It was good. And really strong. Oh, yeah. How, how old were we? We were like 25. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I don't, I don't think I tried that one. You weren't around. I don't, I don't think, think I tried any of your home around. brews, actually. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm planning on brewing, I think, Saturday or Sunday. Um, I haven't exactly decided what yet. It might be a big uh, high alcohol Belgian quad, uh, or it might be something as simple as like a saison or an IPA. Like I said, I haven't decided, but for sure when I do brew, you guys will try it. We'll do a podcast on it. Sweet. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And everyone has been doing a lot of the IPAs because of the summer too. IPAs are great for home brewing because they're so fast. The, the turnover rate is quick. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, typically for, you know, most ales, you can turn a beer around in about two to three weeks. The overall fermentation process for an ale is about a week and then you need to let it sit in bottle condition unless you're kegging and then if you're if you're kegging and you're force carbonating it's even faster but Dang. that was a lot of jargon i know but <laughs> so then what about the color like of these ones compared to the stouts or any of the darker beers like why are the ipas and this one these colors so that all has to do with the different kinds of grains that are used in a, a beer's malt bill um, grains vary in color and in flavor based on how long that they're roasted. So the reason that, for example, this Belgian blonde or Belgian strong ale is light is because we don't use a lot of heavily roasted grain. Um, whereas a stout or a porter, you're yeah. using grains that are heavily roasted. And not only does that affect the color, but it also affects the flavor. The longer that the grain is roasted, the more that you're gonna get the, the roasty flavors, caramely flavors, even into um, like chocolatey flavors, coffee flavors yeah. from chocolate malt or coffee malt. Um, I mean- Yeah, it confused me. I poured out the Wizards and Gargoyles by, by Stone and it was golden. I was like, isn't yeah. this supposed to be with coffee? I'm used to coffee being dark and it wasn't dark. Well, what's interesting about that beer is the way that they achieved that coffee flavor is they brewed an IPA. And an, an IPA is, is mostly just pale malt. You're not going to get a, a lot of color with that. You'll often add just a little bit of slightly roasted malt to get it a little bit darker. You want a little bit of caramely flavor. The way that they added that coffee flavor is that they probably aged the beer on coffee beans, actual coffee beans. Like they, they probably ran them through a grinder real quick. You don't wanna, you don't wanna like uh, grind them almost into a coffee ground. You just wanna crack them so they're able to extract the coffee flavor. And they- What about the caffeine? Does that come with caffeine too? Um, not a whole lot. 
Okay. Not a whole lot of caffeine is going to come through. Because of caffeine and beer, oh, I'm so there. <laughs> <laughs> Two of your favorite things? Uh, yeah. yeah. Coffee to get me going and the beer just to... Woo! <laughs> nah, that's a good day. Pinch it, Mike. <laughs> Alright, Joe. So what got you started into home brewing? What, what, what got you into it that you're like, oh my god, I wanted to do this? So do you remember how I, I said that I'm kind of obsessive? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so for my 21st, 21st, 24th <laughs> birthday, I went to, uh, Dale Brothers, uh, now known as Last Name Brewing, and I also went to Hangar 24, and that was my first foray, if you will, into craft beer, and it was like, I got obsessed from then on. Not only did I need to try all of these different craft beers, at some point I was like, I want to make my own damn beer. You know, so I started, uh, I I, I watched probably every homebrewing YouTube video there is. And uh, I went and I got a a homebrewing, a one gallon homebrewing kit from Total Wine. It was for a chocolate porter. And uh, me and my dad did it on the stove. And that was cool. Um, I think that it came out okay. I don't really remember. I mean, it tasted good, but I don't remember. I did not have the knowledge and the skills that I have now to know if it was an actual successful brew day. And then um, some months later, I invested in an actual like five gallon home brew kit. Uh, it was a ballast point kit. It was a pale ale, and that was the one that you tried. How much did that all cost? Um, it was about 150 bucks. Well, that's not bad. That's but it, it, it came with a fermenting bucket. It came with a hydrometer, which is what we use to measure the sugars and the alcohol um, pre-fermentation and post-boil, and that's what gives us our, our ABV. That's how we know how strong it is. And it also included um, a, a glass carboy. A carboy is the fermentation vessel uh, where the fermentation takes place. So it, it came with everything that you need to brew that kit. That um, doesn't seem like a really beer. large investment to start it's off. It's not. Just However, home brewing like can be a very expensive hobby. Um, once you start getting into all grain, and even now there's all electric systems, like you can spend. An electric system? Oh, yes. Like an friend. electric smoker? Yes, but it's. I mean, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got my eye on this, like. $800 all electric, all in one electric system that I want so bad. Jeez, but it's just... all electric and I got to hook it up with a pie okay, so... just to just do everything. Man, that'd be like a tech boy's dream. Beer and tech. Yes. Combined together. Yes. What, what's the price range on that? It's, it's about 800 bucks. Ooh. All right. It's not Ooh. bad. Hey, it's not bad compared to the stuff we But I mean, it's, it's as far as all grain brewing goes, it's it's everything you need in one. Like it, it, it is, it's absolutely worth every penny. I'm just not ready to pull the trigger yet. Yep. Jeez, I mean, it's like a really fancy lens or that. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a tough choice. Well, for me, maybe I mean, that's it, an easy choice, but for Joey, it's a honestly, it, it's it's the it's the photography equ- equivalent to homebrewing. Like, Ooh, man, it is a it's a Canon L lens, you know, <laughs> a <Yeah>. two point eight. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I would buy that lens right away. <laughs> um, now that we're done with the Belgian, let's jump into the the next beer. Sure, for sure. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, well, while Joey's setting up the next beer, what's your favorite type of beer, Mike? Mine's actually brown. Brown ales. Yeah. Newcastle? Yeah, it's uh, been Newcastle. Joey's known this for quite a while I can't now. Do Newcastle that much. Uh, it's, though now I've definitely had way better browns, right? The, like, Belgian, uh, Belgian beavers, 
peanut butter. Oh, no, that's a stout. That's sorry. a stout, son. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Which one's my favorite stout? Bro, come to my beer podcast, correct? For sorry. fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, 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 I was just oh. thinking of the, the last one when I just saw it this weekend, too. Uh, for the Browns, um, Newcastle is the first I started on. The one that I'd, I've always liked, just in general. Hmm. I always like coming back to it. It's like coming home to the beer. I had a Newcastle the other week just because it was there and I thought of you, my friend, and it was everything I remembered it. To I don't me. I don't think I've ever been <laughs> the biggest fan of Newcastles, to be honest. I just, eh, Browns in general are not like, eh. I like porters, I like stouts, I like the heavy coffee, heavy chocolate flavor. flavor. Yeah. I, those just taste so much better to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's because my favorite, one of my favorite flavors is hazelnut. Mm. Ooh, that's why. That rogue hazelnut brown sun. That's the one. Yeah, Thank you for remembering because my, my I was already blanking right there. <laughs> I was like, what is it? It's not, that's not the peanut butter stout. It's that one. And uh, it, that one, if it's anywhere on the menu, definitely it's like, ooh, lasered eye. I want that <laughs> one. Give me three. <laughs> um, so definitely. the next beer that I got for us is like, one of the quintessential Beer Geek um, IPAs, and it is Pliny the Elder. This is a double IPA from Russian River Brewing Company. Uh, they are up in Northern California, and this beer a few years ago was a big deal because it was super hard to get. Um, as they've grown and expanded, it's a lot easier and it's not as big of a deal, but this is like every Beer Geek's intro to like craft beer IPAs. Um, really? Yes. All right, let me so let's... See. The, the bottle, green label, red circle, white outline. <laughs> it's simple. Ooh, very simple. It's, it's a simple label. It doesn't scream, buy me. It says, drink. <laughs> this is the, uh, I mean, right now, I smell it, yeah. these hazy IPAs are super popular. This Ooh. is, but this is king of the West Coast IPAs. I smell, I smell hops. Dare I say that to stone. I, yes. I smell hops. I smell the hops pine trees. Ooh. Man, that it smells intense. like you're walking through a forest and you're like, I'm in the right location. If memory serves me correct, this beer is made with like six, seven, maybe even eight different hop varieties. Really? Yeah. It's a lot. This showcases uh, Warrior, Chinook, Cascade, Citra, and I'm forgetting a few others, but there is a lot. Should have had like a cup of coffee beans that we set our noses. I should. I mean, smell like something your... else. I know. I usually just smell like... your armpit. <laughs> I just took a shower, so it's clean. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the, no <laughs> the nose on this beer. No, honestly, I, I get a lot of citrus. I do get a lot of pine, and that, and that's like one of my favorite things about um, West Coast IPAs is I like that piney flavor, and with the the hazy IPA craze, we've lost that, and I, you know, I just I just appreciate it. The piney. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, why does this one scream hiking? Because you're you're getting all the, the pine. pine. Yeah. Um, I believe that pine comes from like the warrior and the chinook. Mm. Um, Cascade and Citra are very are very citrus forward IPAs. Um, yeah, this one I would choose to have after a very long hike. It's just refreshing. Um, mm. It's a classic. It's nostalgic. Especially during now with the, the hazy IPA craze, where everything is tropical fruit flavored, soft mouthfeel. Mm. Where this is, and with the hazy IPAs, there's not a lot of malt backbone. What I want you to think about when you sip this beer again, you get that burst of hot bitterness up front. Yes. 
as you go through the retro nasal and you get that citrus flavor, it finishes with that nice sourdough bready flavor. You have a, a, a very delicate malt backbone, which we is don't that what get. That is? Mm -hmm, which we don't get from these super popular. Hazy. Don't get me wrong, I love hazy IPAs. I drink them all the fucking time, but sometimes I want a nostalgic West Coast IPA with okay. a malt finish. Ooh. Oh. Now, okay. what's the bitterness okay. for you guys? Because for me, I have the hardest time tasting anything bitter. Period. Really? My tongue. That's why I can drink coffee black without a problem. It's only the like 98, 99% cacao chocolate mm. that I can actually start tasting majority of the bitterness. So IPAs for me, until we go into like the quads, is the only time I can see, I, I can actually taste it. I'm like, okay, that is really strong. Maybe I might like it, maybe not. It just depends. But the pine here is just like a very tiny tap. Yeah. A touch. It's subtle. Of, uh, of bitterness for me. I think it, it also has to do with the types of hops that brewers use in the beers. Right now, it's all about tropical flavors. So that's why you're not getting a lot of um, so pine. It has none, right? It has none. It almost has none, you're right. Yeah. You get a little citrus, a little lemon, a little orange. The peel mm -hmm. is what it reminds me of. A little grapefruit. But yeah. Ooh, um, okay. right now, that extra taste right now, like brewers are chasing the, the mango, the guava, the papaya, the yeah, pineapple. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, um, everything is all about tropical. Uh, but with these West Coast IPAs, you get the the piney, you get the almost in some in in some IPAs, you get even get a little garlic. Really? Believe it or not. I, yes. guess, I love that garlic. One, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that one. Uh, does not Columbus, which I believe is another hop in this, is known for almost having a little garlicky flavor to it. Wow. Very subtle though. Okay. Uh, the bitterness of the peel, almost like biting into a citrus part of it, is definitely there along with the pine. With piney, you get a lot of grapefruit, but it's but there's no fruit in here. And yeah. That's what's cool about hops, is that you can get so many different kinds of flavors from citrus fruits without having to actually put fruit in the beer. And I hate grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just, but it doesn't taste like that. No, that's it, one of the things. It's there, but not the one that I hate. No, honestly, th this one it, it has a really good taste to it. It has a really good like aftertaste to it. It's 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 just it's a it's a clean IPA. Yes, clean is a great. It's a word. very clean IPA. Um, I don't have that much of the bitterness. I can smell the hops, but when you go to taste it, it's not as strong. Mm -hmm. um, even doing the whole the wine thing that people do, where they like kind of let it sit in their mouth for a second. Swirling. Yeah. Swirl. This this <laughs> is a very clean IPA. It's it's tastes really good. Mm -hmm. Um I'm actually surprised at this one because I have not had this beer ever. Mm. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> uh you're enlightened now. I remember when I was also comfortably numb. <laughs> you know what? That's what I refer to as as my life before craft beer. When I was just drinking, <laughs> when I was just drinking like fucking PBRs and shit, I was comfortably numb. Yeah. And well, I mean that that's kind of how we all started is yes. drinking non-craft beers, and then we kind of dipped in, you know, dipped our toes in the water. Yeah. Oh geez, but my dipping in for me was like, oh, I'm getting shock top at Blue Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah, remember man. back in the day at, at, at the apartment, uh, fucking like Mike Sanchez and Manny would just bring Blue Moon. We drank so much, dude, we drank so much Blue Moon 
Blue Moon makes me sick to this day. Even no, smelling yeah. one. I, 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 I hate it. it. I will anymore. not drink a Blue Moon. I we drank so much back I can't do a Blue Moon. I can't do Shock Top. Anything with that orange type flavor. Which I, is a Hefeweizen, I, by the way. I can't. Hefeweizen I can't. It's not so gross. Not, not anymore for the Shock Top and Blue Moon. Hit. I got ruined. Hit. Let's drink too much. Over it. Palette wrecked. Yeah. Will I throw up? Maybe. Uh, so Joey, um, Yo. what's your favorite type of beer to brew? Jesus Christ, dude. That's oh like, yeah, do you have a favorite? That's like, it like you wanted to do, or like you just like doing? This is Sophie's choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite to brew is. Probably an IPA because it's my favorite style to drink. And there's so many different ways that you can brew IPAs um, because they're such hop forward styles of beers. And um, a lot of people don't realize this, but hops and marijuana are cousins. Yeah. Like the cannabis and humulus lupulus, which is the hop varietal. Um, they're cousins. So, you know, all of your stoner friends, they'll tell you, yeah, bro, I got Bubba OG bubble gum <laughs> fuck face kush. You know, the, the same thing all exists. All different types of strains. Yes. Oh, there's so many different types of uh, strains of weed. There's also so many different strains of hops. That I and did not each... know. I thought there was like maybe three or four. No, there's a fucking a million. And there's more coming out all the fucking time. And each one brings a different flavor profile or a different aroma profile to the beer. And that's what's great about IPAs is because you can just start mixing and matching, throwing shit in there and fucking finding something that you like. And they're quick oh, yeah. fermenting beers. You can you can brew and turn a, an IPA around in two weeks. Like they're yeah, that's, that's fast. Right. Yeah. And I recently learned the same thing with tomatoes. If you wanted to grow all the different varieties and all the old ones, the ones that, that you get in the store, like we had talked about in the other one, where they're not actually ripe, right? If you actually grow your heirloom tomatoes, mm -hmm. the taste is actually the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And it's so much better. But back onto the hops, all those varieties, uh, they're not advertised like that. I mean, it's just like, a, oh, here, try this beer. Here, try this beer. But they won't really tell you unless you start asking at the brewery what hops. Yeah. And that's that. That's why a lot of breweries now, because IPAs are so popular, especially the hazies, they will include either on their tap list chalkboard like, oh, this is Raul IPA. It's got Vic Secret, <laughs> Yukonot, and Mosaic. You know, those are just yeah. three different types of hop varietals I picked off the top of my head. Um, I mean, and really, to the average consumer, they don't know what they're fucking drinking, but yeah. to to the assholes like me, we're gonna know like, oh, okay. <laughs> This is gonna, each hop is gonna bring a different something to to the table. Mm. And at that point, you know, if you were really an asshole, you could ask your beer tender or your brewer like, hey man, so tell me about this Yukonot hop. Uh, what, what kind of aromas does it bring, bro? What are you familiar with anything we grow in California the same way we do wines over here? Oh God, no. No? I am not, Because I was just like, if we're, if we're growing all but of those wines. we do have hop farms here we in do, California. Right? Sierra Nevada Brewing, they have their own hop farm that is massive up in Chico, California. Oh, so it is close by. Yeah. Is it close by? I mean, it's a couple hours up north. But <laughs> it's close by. It, it, that's close than, enough. It, 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 it's in California. It's in California. Yeah, yeah we have all the north 
and then just a little bit of the, you know, he's. Okay, roll your first real craft here. Ooh, uh, Ooh wee. If you can remember, um, what a we're question. Gonna, we're gonna go with. I went to Hamilton's. Um, the double mango IPA that they have. Really? That's one of your first ones? Do you remember? Or do you actually have for first? Like first no, one? that's one of the first ones. Because it's not a store-bought craft one. It's uh, one that I actually went to the brewery to actually buy and try. Good man. And the Double Mangle is the first one just because I had buddies who were like, Oh, dude, this is the greatest beer. Oh, this is good. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. And the first time I tried it, okay, cool. Yeah, it was fucking great. I loved it. And it's like, I didn't know anything else as far as craft beers. I didn't know, you know, the different tastes, the different styles, the different anything, you know, whatever. Yeah. So the double mango was really good to me. It was just like, oh shit. This How old is, were you? Uh, ooh, this is going to be 22, 23. Nice. Okay. So yeah, it has been plenty of time. Yeah, it's been a while. I'm fucking 31 now, so... You're old as fuck! Chinga. Yeah. And my dad... I haven't told my dad that I've been going to the breweries for a similar amount of time. Because we're old. And I've been telling him about all these new beers that I've been tasting so much more... And I use the word potency for flavor. Right? And he looked at me like, what are you talking about? Fuck I like my beer. I'm like, Dad, I know you're Mexican. Oh, you like your Mexican beers. He drinks strictly Modelo, doesn't he? Uh... Yeah, Modelo's, Coronas, <laughs> all the normal ones, right? And they're the top end is Victoria. And oh, excuse me. And I'm like, just go ahead and try it. But he left it off for so many years until recently. I think he, he finally got a girlfriend and they went to a brewery and then, well, also with his coworkers and then meteries. So he's been on both of those. Mm, I have yet to COVID. go to a meadery, but there's a few out in Orange County that I really Yes, we should all definitely go. Fuck yeah. Off topic. Field trip. Off topic, topic goddammit. Hey, the, the, yes, yeah. the breweries, he's been telling me about all the ones he wants me to go and join him down in Temecula. Mm. So the, he's like, oh yeah, this place is rising up. I'm like, yeah, but it's not the Inland Empire, which has the most. <laughs> Do they still have the most? Uh, no. No. <laughs> San Diego has, has the most by far. LA County is expanding, but but the Inland Empire. What's cool about the Inland Empire is that it really is almost this craft beer oasis. Yeah, I mean, no one. Ooh, I like the word oasis. For that. Yeah, no one knows where the fuck the Inland Empire is. Oh, they don't. When you tell people, yeah, I'm from Rancho Cucamonga, they're like, oh yeah, I love workaholics, but they don't know where you're yeah, at. Know, yeah. You have to tell them, oh yeah, I'm I'm from LA, but we're not. We're 30 minutes from LA. But what's cool <laughs> is that if you're driving really fast, we uh, <laughs> and there's a little COVID traffic. You get there 30 minutes. Oh. But um, just recently went takes an hour or so. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's there is a there there is like a, a craft beer revolution happening right here in the IE. Um, you know, in Rancho Cucamonga alone, we've got like at least ten breweries, mm. and and then you have to take into account uh, Redlands, Ukaipa, San Bernardino. We've got Hangar Twenty Four. We've got Ritual, not Hangar Twenty Four, whatever. But we've got Ritual. We've got Escape. Um, and there's Corona Storytellers. There's Temecula, there's Electric Brewing Company, there's 8-Bit, which is awesome. The yeah. Inland Empire's beer scene is exploding, and, you know, we are going to rival uh, San Diego really soon. I, I think that's very exciting, as far as the craft beer industry is concerned. Um, 
and yeah. and it's we're so overlooked but we're the producing ie are also way larger you're right and when we're producing dude we have sour cellars yeah sour cellars is such a banging brewery if you like sours and that's right here in rancho uh, and i still haven't gone actually jesus fucking horrible Christ. horrible well you fell so, alive you fell no mama is no, fool no, no. <laughs> we'll have to take sours a, for me or like a different story for a that, that's a whole nother podcast but yeah, uh, we'll is. have to take it we'll have to take a field trip because sour cellars is bomb yeah, but um, so okay, so let's go with this. What out of all the breweries that are in the Inland Empire right now, uh, I I can say uh, well the closest ones, ones in Rancho Upland mm-hmm. area, all the ones that are here local to us. Uh, which brewery is the one that you would keep going back to no matter what? Oof! Oh, don't make me do this. I have to. I have to. Sophie's I have to. choice again. Um. <sighs> Now, I am by no means a true expert, but my favorites in Rancho and the very near surrounding areas, um, Rescue Brewing in Upland off on 2nd Ave, for sure. They produce- You like that one? Yeah, dude. They produce some wonderful IPAs as well as lagers. They have a good coconut stout. Oh. Yes, yes, Ooh. they do. Boy, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, you cannot. I mean, I don't know if they're in the Empire, they're technically LA County, but you cannot sleep on homage in downtown Pomona, next to the Fox. LA County. Yeah, but they're they're close enough. They're, <laughs> they're close enough, and they're fire. Um, rescues banging. Um, you know, a brewery that a lot of people sleep on is No Clue. No Clue is fire. I've actually never been there. Jesus fucking Christ, go there. Um, I'm also a big fan of Solorio. A lot of people people sleep on Solorio. Solorio is a very good brewer. Oh my God. Where does that one reside? He's the homie. He's a, what is is that? Hellman? It's Hellman, south of Foothill, but south of 9th actually. Hellman and 9th, right after the DMV. They're in the little industrial complex right there. Solorio is part of the Rancho Brew Mile. Yes. They're, they are part of the Rancho Brew Mile. Really? They put out yes. some great hazies. Okay, but Hamilton's also on Hellman and uh, Well, Knife. yeah, uh, Hammy's is Hellman, Solorio's Hermosa. No, Hammy's is Steven. No. no. We're no, all Archibald. fucked up. Jesus. That's Hamilton's of Archibald. Jesus titty fucking Archibald. Christ. Hamilton's oh, yeah, off yeah, Archibald. Right. Helmet, yeah, yeah. Solorio is off Hellman. God, you got oh, me all wow. fucked up, bro. Uh, Solorio has a very good red. They also have put out Ooh. a couple good hazies. I'm a huge fan of their blueberry blonde. Ooh, we fire. Um, Ham- don't get me wrong. I love Hamiltons too. They're just not one of my personal favorites. Sorry guys, still love you. But what about Dragon Tail? Um, my mother always told me that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything <laughs> nice. At all, so. That's I'm gonna leave that right, we'll, right we'll, there. Really? We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll stop with Joey there then because that's that's uh because that one has all the dark beers for me. I but it's it's I plead the fifth. It's it's tea beers. It's tea they beers? fucking suck. Ooh. They're not the greatest. Their beer is garbage. Okay. I had a beer that tasted like goddamn Dr Pepper and it's not supposed to taste like that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, I haven't been there in a few years. I guess just... no. I would rather I would rather drink O'Doul's, sir. Oh, okay. That's a completely different. I went there. Okay, so uh, let's, let's pause for a quick second from that. 
Joey, what is this beer you poured into our yeah, glasses? Yeah, because right I've already been sipping on it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. I didn't even notice, you asshole. This is um <laughs> Sorry, this is an imperial <laughs> This is an Imperial Oatmeal Stout called Big Deluxe. Yes, no stout, 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 stout yeah. from Ritual Brewing out there in Redlands. And this is by far one of my favorite beers. Um, it's even better when you can find uh, that every year they do a barrel aged version too. Oh, yes. Um, and they release variants like the other year they did a, a barrel aged coffee variant with Augie's Coffee. Off! Oh, it was a boner in my mouth. But um, let's let's walk okay, through this, so, this beer, shall we? So since Mike already started taking a yeah. sip, so yeah, there's let's, no let's, way I cannot put, put this into my veins directly. Let's take there's a, no let's, way I cannot put this in my mouth. That's what she said. Let's take a smell of this real quick. Mike, <laughs> what do you smell? <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll skip you for a second. Yes. Like Joey. No, you, you, go, you go first. I'm, I'm the pro here. Yeah, I smelled it. I've been drinking it, so I'm like, Honestly, I smell a chocolatey coffee. Yes, sir. It is a very strong chocolatey coffee smell. Yeah. It's very roasty. It, a it, nose it, full of chocolate, a nose full of coffee. And it smells amazing. My brain just says drink. Well, for me, porters and stouts are my... my Your favorite? Or hell yes. Yeah, I will for sure... Oh. Uh, I will for sure always love porters and stouts. Uh, I it's just I like the chocolatey caramel coffee flavor. I I love that smell. I love so, that taste. I it's just. Ugh. I want to challenge you guys right now. Okay. Take your glass, and I want you to swirl it a little bit like you're a wine drinking fancy asshole. Well, mine's easier because I have less. And I want you to smell it again. Smell it again. Do you smell? Ooh. Do you smell dark? Stone fruit, like a date or a raisin? Mm. Raisin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I smell the raisin. One of those subtle flavors you get, right? Mm-hmm. That's really difficult to smell, though, unless you know what a raisin smells like and you squish it. Sip it. Boys, tell me what you taste, son. I still get this metallic taste, though. Mm-mm. That's common in dark beers. Every time. That I dislike very much. Ooh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, no I, it, I, it I happens, get... but it happens in Newcastle and a few others too. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens from the darker roasted grains. It's a very common, um, I don't want to call it an off flavor because it's not, but it's common in Newcastle. It's common in Guinness. Yeah. It's common in this beer. It's common in a lot of dark beers like porters and stouts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, you guys can't taste that or? No, no absolutely. Honestly, I do. I, okay. I taste a little bit of it, but I honestly, I, I have more of the chocolatey taste i get a lot more of that stone fruit i talked about the date the raisin and then i get a lot of the roastiness um from the probably the chocolate malt or the coffee malt that's in there there is definitely a coffee on the retro nasal yeah it's almost a little acrid meaning it's almost a little too bitter i don't taste the bitter at all mm. but, but it's still delicious yeah. it finishes with a nice caramely flavor I do this. Um, take a sip, hold it in your mouth for a second, and then breathe through your nose. No. <laughs> Don't no. forget the retro nasal. No, honestly, like I, stouts, the retro nasal is my favorite. Stouts and porters There's are for sure and will always be my all-time favorite. I will definitely always kind of lean towards these more than anything else. Um, it's just, no it's just, I, I like mm-hmm. the coffee chocolatey taste. I, I fucking love it. You just like chocolate. What are those chocolate ones? 
the chocolate candies that have the liquid alcohol. Uh, a Kahlua. No, no, no. no. This is those candies that are chocolate, but on the inside it has a liquid. Kahlua has those, but I don't know what other one has it. So there's, there's other a few ones. different ones, but it yeah. reminds me of that. Mm. It's like a, um, it's like a chocolate liqueur. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It reminds me of that, and it reminds me of Christmas when I drink these. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite. Fall is one of my favorite seasons because it's when they release all the good stouts. Fall and winter is, is stout season. Thanksgiving is when they release Bourbon County variants, bro. Yes. I mean, yeah. I could go on about what Bourbon. Oh, release dude, no, the, the 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 bourbon, the bourbon ones, the ones that are aged I almost, in the whiskey I, and bourbon barrels. Holy hell! Yeah, but you said you hate so Buffalo Trace. How, how dare you? Jesus fucking. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about beers. I almost brought the barrel aged uh, variant of this beer. But I figured I would keep it simple. There, there is a barrel aged Goose Island. Yes. Oh, you can't have it. I, I, get, oh, I no. get them every you're, year. You're Trust that me. is that you is don't like bourbon. that is a straight just a fucking backhand, fronthand, smack in the face, <laughs> and you're just like, holy hell! But it tastes really good. Yeah. But man, that thing will. Destroy you. It's like fourteen percent. Yes, no big deal. It will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> that beer is meant to be shared with with friends and family on the holidays. You mean you can drink a bottle by yourself? I've done it, but you will be fucked up. You will be crying at uh, the next morning. Yeah, you definitely will. Um, oh, I should have brought the barrel aged variant into this beer. <laughs> you live and you learn. You know, I thought the metallic taste though was because they, they didn't clean their taps or something nope. else on the line. It just it, has to do with the amount of dark malts in the grain bill. Yeah. It's a common flavor. This is probably why I like browns a little bit more, though Newcastle still has a tendency to have to. It just has it lighter because they used less of the dark roasted grains. Yeah. Uh, as much as I do love the stouts and the porters, that taste is really prominent on my tongue. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say that I like it. It's not everybody's favorite. I really do. I love them too. I go for these more than I go for IPAs or anything else. You know, it's, it's funny that IPAs are my favorite beer style, but when I first started getting into drinking beer, I hated them. Really? I hated don't, them. Don't, don't most people have to grow into them? It is an acquired taste, as some people say. Is it? Yeah. But I, I started off with, uh, like, I, I only liked dark beer. And then I, I honestly don't even remember when I had an IPA that like changed my mind, but for a long time I didn't like them, and now it's all I ever fucking drink. Is Lazy Dog's beers considered craft? And think ten years ago. <sighs> think ten years ago. Okay, so they are and they aren't just because they do brew their own beers. That's fine, but they're so basic. They don't throw a lot of flavor into their beers not the way other breweries do the actual breweries because lazy dogs restaurant and brewery yeah. they don't throw flavor into their beer it, it's it's like the most basic way basic way you can uh, uh, brew a beer it's just i don't know a good example of being <sighs> basic because that was actually my first way of getting out of the shock top and blue moon a co-worker had taken me i recently like 21 22 10 years ago so probably close to 21 or so I had one of their like house beers or what house beers Crazy dog, honey blonde yeah Gross. so i i, I Gross. started tasting the different Gross. ones 
gross. They're just not great. The honey blonde is not good. Uh, but it was different yeah. because I had never had all of those. Okay. So, so that's why the flight comes in to okay. actually taste everything. So let's go with yes. Let's go with BJ's. BJ's has house beers. Yeah, actually the Tatanka Stout is is Ooh, good. It yeah. is good. Oh god. That I Jeremiah love that one. Red though. Oh, hey, I'll give you a high five for that. Oh, we told you. There you go. You guys can't even do a high five on a podcast. Wow. Fuck off! I'm not even looking at you. The girlfriend brings a couple of beers home because she works at BJ's. They're still really good. Dude, no. BJ's makes great beer. So yeah. Tatanka Stout and Jeremiah Red are their two best ones. For for me, that is their two best beers. Yeah. They taste really, really good. They like, made a they really actually, good 10th anniversary. Beer. They actually throw flavor into their beers. It's not yeah. like Lazy Dog where they're right. lazy. <laughs> the co-worker knew where I was coming from because I told him about the beers that I drank. And it was just, you know, the normal Bud Light cores, the regular Mexican beers, uh, a little Jesus, bit of... just kill yourself. Dude, come on, it's barely 21. What the hell did I know? Shit. Comfortably numb. Like I said, comfortably numb. Yeah. But he also did do the whiskey for me, too. So when we hung out after work, he's like, okay, here, try a sip of this one. McCallum's 21. Try oh, excuse yeah. me, oh. sir. Yeah. Sorry, getting into the whiskey. And Should the next me... episode be whiskey and we just drink whiskey and get hammered on the Oh, we could, we could, because no, our role doesn't like Buffalo Trace. <laughs> We're not going to let that down. Hey, <laughs> you guys will never let that down, but you guys do enjoy the Japanese one, so fuck you both. That's true. Yeah. Um, Back to beers. Back to beers. God yeah. damn it. Focus. All right. So, Joey, you said IPAs are your favorite. Yes, sir. I said Stouts and Porters. Mike, Browns. you said Browns. Okay. So, Joey, what is the best uh, type of beer you've brewed so- thus far? You know, my favorite beer that I have brewed so far um, is, is actually... Yak, yak Piss? No. What? No. Yak Piss. No. <laughs> The, my favorite beer that I've brewed so far, I brewed, what year is it? Two years ago, <laughs> um, I did an American Pale Ale. Um, so, you know, think an IPA, but less aggressive. And I did it with all Nelson hops. And what's cool about Nelson is that it brings a lot of the reason that I chose that that hop was because I wanted to brew a beer that encapsulated like what Rancho Cucamonga is all about. Which okay. if you think about our history, we were like OG wine country before like Temecula and Napa took over. Well right? see for, for me, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't originally Rancho Cucamonga. I wasn't I for me now been here my whole life, son represent. Yeah, well, well I've been, been inland empire my entire life, but not rancho because i never got that ball so i mean a brief history in rancho is that like we were all vineyards before the gentrification and the expansion took over mm-hmm. so Citrus. when i was coming up with the idea for this american pale ale that i brewed i really wanted to incorporate incorporate you know wine characteristics characteristics how do you how do you do that in a beer wine and beer two very different kind of alcohol um so we did that with the you Nelson bar- barley wine beer. Yeah, too much work. That's a whole nother. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Don't get me started on barley wine. So you want to do the wine? Uh... What's cool about the Nelson hop is that it brings a lot of characteristics of like a white wine grape. Oh, okay. And um, so I used 
exclusively the Nelson hop. And then what I did, um, because I didn't want to take the time to barrel age it, because barrel aging takes forever. It has to be aged at least how like years? a year, yeah, minimum a year. Um, what I did was I took some toasted oak chips that I got from a home brewing store, chucked those bad boys. I'm sorry, excuse me. Before I threw them in the carboy, I actually soaked them in a jar full of a, a white wine that I got from the local winery. Um, the, the, I, I know it's not your favorite, and I apologize, but the, the Filippi winery. My family. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I uh, soaked the wood chips in a jar full of a white wine that I got from the a white. Sweet if you liked it, that's all that matters. I mean, I wasn't doing it for the for the flavor. I mean, I was. I didn't drink the wine. Anyways, I aged the oak chips in a jar with that wine, chucked that in my carboy. So what I was trying to go for was a, a barrel, a, an American pale ale that had been barrel aged in a wine barrel, but I was cutting down on the time. And I did successfully um, capture those flavors. So what we got was this amazing American pale ale with these citrusy whiny notes from the Nelson hop. We got these very delicious oaky notes from the wood chips that were in there, but they were also down because oak can be so overpowering. And we downplayed that a little bit with the wine, by far the best beer I've ever brewed. And I can't wait to do it again, but COVID's got the goddamn winery shut down. I can't go get that bottle of wine. I can get it. Get it for me, son. I'm trying to brew a saison with that shit. Yeah, no, I can get it. Ooh, saisons. Yeah. Um, the French beer. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, me, son. Uh, I'll head up Gino. I'm trying to rebrew that shit. So, with with everything we've talked about today and the beers we've tried today, um, Mike, out of the beers we've tried today, what is your favorite out of the three we've tried yeah. today? Obviously, the darkest. Ooh. The dark. The big deluxe, yes. yeah, buddy. Obviously, yeah. They always with the darker ones. I, as much as I do love the IPAs, the dark always brings me back to uh, the favorite, my favorite holidays mm. from Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah. Really? Oh, you're going to me? You first, man. All right, cool. All of these are my favorites, so we gotta uh, go of, to you. Of course, the stout, porter, stout. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm feeling it too. <laughs> no, um, honestly, uh, no love for my Belgians, Jesus Christ. Dude, well, dude, dude I like amazing. I like the dark. I like the dark, mm. heavy flavor. It, it's just it it tastes so much better to me. It's I I mean I did enjoy the other ones. I really did, but this this last one, oh, oh, it is uh, it's 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 hitting a nice little spot in my. Uh, my heart right here that's like it, oh i it, love it big deluxe is fucking delicious no doubt about it yeah um man you know i thought that we were going to be able to cover a lot more ground uh no we can go our, for another 30 minutes for I, sure. could, <laughs> I could go for another hour for sure dude but yeah. we will we will do a part two no no, no 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 we can we can but it'll be a different aspect of it but for what we've done so far, like I actually enjoy this, this uh, back and forth of how we talk about the beers, uh, you know, our favorite types, and 
like it, it's good it's it's really good i mean people who don't know as much they learned a little bit just from everything we ask you about so, i can I mean, talk about this shit all day i know you can i know you can <laughs> Well, yeah, coming down back from the garage days where it was just, you know, hey, shit, grab the, shit, the biggest shit. 30 block you can get. Yeah, then, get the 30 block of middle light. We're playing fucking four banger. Yeah, or beer, beer pong. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, I'm glad that ooh. I was able to share my a uh, few of my favorite beers with you guys and we were able to spitball, like, you know, what we liked and what we experienced through our, our sensory perceptions and whatnot. And um, yeah, I hope that more people will get out there and try craft beer and stop drinking fucking Coors Light. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I hope so. Uh, I hope uh, so. Uh, for everybody who doesn't know, my dad worked for Miller Brewing and worked for Coors and all that shit. But yeah, sorry, dad. Love you. It, man. <laughs> <laughs> getting off of those beers is when you start, you know, getting your steak well done. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good comparison. That is a good oh, The way you order your steak and the beers that you order. Well done, sir. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Holy shit. Um, well, I think that just about does it, right, boys? Yeah, for right now, yeah. I think uh, if we keep going with this, it'll be uh, horribly long. So we're, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to stop right now. Cause, we're going to have to. Um, this is going to be the end of our episode tonight. Um, Michael Anjo. All right, guys. <laughs> if I can remember to sign off. <laughs> Joey. Adios, bro. Trashos. Take care, guys. This is Roll signing off. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you for accompanying us in this long yeah, journey yeah, of <laughs> randomness. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Take care, guys. Laters.